Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi. I am faculty at the University of San Francisco. Our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center, UCSB, and I'm here today with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College. Brad, it's good to see you. Uh, I know that you are, are, you've gotten approximately two hours of sleep in the last week uh, <laughs> with, with a newborn, so uh, appreciate your time and uh and and we're really glad that you're still capable of language at this yeah. point. So well, so well done. Capable is uh, probably in square quotes. Squ- see, there it is. Squ- square quotes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Point made, Dan Miller. We need we need the sound effect of the you know the snare drum and yeah. cymbal. Like there it was. Like yeah. If we so, had a if yeah. we had a producer, we like if anyone out there wants to be the the person who can help us because right now you know um, <clears throat> this is a self produced uh show that uh, is all is all us anyway just as long as we remember that produced is in square quotes square it's yeah there so. it is square quotes maybe that's a new company we can invent square <laughs> quotes i don't know what that even means but um all right dan before we get going we got to say it we have a seminar coming up in january now it, it is going to be november soon so we still got uh, a couple of months but uh about half the slots are full and so people are jumping in uh the seminar is called uh, Pure America, Religion, Race, Nation. All the details are at straightwhiteamericanjesus.com. Uh, we've done this once. It went amazing. Dan Miller, you led the the, the seminar, had great conversations with everyone involved. And uh, I would just say, uh, if you're interested, uh, sign up now. If you if you want to reach out or have any questions, please do so. But Dan, any other uh, just, you know, quick plugs for the seminar and, and you're, you'll be the one leading it. So just that it really was. It was a great first seminar. I really look forward to the second one. Um, the more people and voices that we have in there, the better. And uh, just as you said, if, if people uh, want to reach out to me, it's uh, I'm just Daniel Miller at Landmark.edu. Um, I'm happy to, to, to talk with you about what it might be, what you can expect. Uh, if people want to get a head start on the readings, I'll be, I'll be sending those out. But if people are interested in that ahead of time, I'm happy to provide those. So, yeah, happy to hear from anybody and really, really looking forward to it. All right. So for today, we have um, kind of three and a half stories that we want to get into. Uh, want to talk about uh, some of the court cases that are happening right now uh, that include Kyle Rittenhouse, that include uh, the fallout from Charlottesville and uh, the, the, the murder of Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery. Sorry, everyone. Back to the language issue. Second thing we want to talk about is just everything we learned this week about January 6th in terms of Congress, uh, Congress members of Congress meeting with rally organizers and planners ahead of time, uh, the war room at the Willard Hotel that the, the Trump team had, and the various ways that people on the right are either justifying or trying to erase what happened on January 6th, including Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene. We also want to talk about a, a new piece at the New York Times by Ryan Burge, who's been on the show before and somebody that is a fellow scholar of religion who's talking about the uh, sort of reshaping, but also the kind of... Uh, uh, reforming of evangelicalism in surprising ways, in ways that don't include uh, Christians. It's 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 a very kind of interesting piece. So we'll get there too. And at the end, we're going to get to Joe Manchin. And usually I'm on the Joe Manchin train, but Dan 
I know you want to talk about Joe Manchin and the billionaire tax. So we'll we'll make sure and carve out space for that, too. All right. First thing today, though, we have three cases happening that are incredibly important and are related to incidents that caught national attention over the last couple of years. Obviously, everybody remembers Charlottesville 2017. Uh, Heather Heyer was uh, was murdered uh, during the uh, rally slash riot uh, that happened there. We have Kyle Rittenhouse, who in Kenosha, Wisconsin, killed two men and is now on trial in Madison. Uh, and we have uh, the two men, father and son, who killed Ahmad Aubrey when he was jogging in their neighborhood. There's a nice piece at Slate, Dan, and I'll just set up this uh, and throw it to you. There's a piece at Slate by Dahlia Lithwick uh, and uh, Nicole Lewis, and they talk about these three cases. And, and what the way they frame it is they all highlight the limits of our legal system and specifically the limits of our legal system to deal with racism. And the way they sort of analyze this is that the court system is, quote unquote, supposed to be neutral, right? It's supposed to present an objective space. Uh, what, you know, Dan, if we were doing nerdy academic stuff, the Habermasian context for neutral and free space, right? That uh, everybody can sort of be judged in a way that is objective and without bias, right? But in doing so, uh, the court is erasing and not allowing to enter into its uh, into its discourse the history or context of white supremacy and racism and growing radicalization in this country, right? And so uh, what they say is, in popular media, each case, each of these three cases I've talked about, is framed as a litmus test for racial justice or so-called racial relations in America. But inside the courtrooms, just acknowledging the existence of historic structural racism forms the basis for striking jurors. So one of the things that Lithwick and Lewis talk about is that uh, there was uh, a juror who was uh, talking about racism and uh, the way that people of color and specifically black people are treated in this country. And they were sort of considered to be unfit to be a juror because they were biased, right? There's another person who thinks that it's a white person who thinks that Black Lives Matter is a sham and Black Lives Matter is some sort of uh, nefarious group and blah, blah, blah. And that person is allowed to serve, right? Uh, last comment, Dan, I'll throw it to you. And I know this is something you want to talk about. One of the things that made headlines this week is that in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the people who were murdered, the judge says, are not allowed to be referred to as victims. Now, they can be referred to as looters or as rioters. Uh, but not victims. And, you know, as Lit Lithwick and, and Lewis note in the piece, the judge says that the word victim is loaded. So if we allow the, the word victim, that's loaded. We can't have that in the courtroom. That wouldn't be objective. That wouldn't be fair. But you're going to tell me that the word looter or rioter is not also loaded? That's one question. Two, and, and Lithwick and Lewis asked this in the article, if they're not the victims, the people who literally had their lives ended by a handheld killing machine, who are the victims here? Is Kyle Rittenhouse the victim? Kyle Rittenhouse, the one who the police thanked for being there moments before he killed two people? Is the white kid who killed people with an AR-15 the victim here? Because that is one way you might see what's happening in the trial as it has unfolded so far. All right, Dan, off to you. What do you think about Rittenhouse uh, and these trials in general? What it makes me think about, I mean, first of all, people should go check out the Slate article. It's a, it's a, it's a great read and raises a lot of good points. 
the first thing I, I think about, and when I was thinking about these, is, is whose fragility matters. Like that's that's what it kind of comes down to, right? Like so, if there's a black person, person of color, somebody else, uh, who says that you know people of color in this country are not treated equally and are discriminated against, and the white supremacy is real or something like that, as you say, they're unfit, they're biased, whatever. But if a white person is is you know fragile enough that they're scared by Black Lives Matter and the presence of that, then that's that's okay and that that's sort of honored, right? Uh, with the Rittenhouse example, like I, I I get I think legally why a judge would say you can't use the word victim, right? That's precisely what's in question here. Are they victims of this person's violence, and it could prejudice a jury or something like that? Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up, and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 